This is the Becoming Truth podcast with Conscious Channel Jean Christian, words of inspirational guidance for an awakening humanity. After we die, the road keeps going. The door opens, the road keeps going. There's a thousand stories being told on this road, but it's just one road. Thousands of footsteps walking this road, but it's just one road. And all those thousands of eyes with their thousands of ways of telling the story. But there's just one story. After we die, what is this landscape this one road goes into? For all of us left behind, seeing only the blank space through the door and the lostness, the dissolving out of sight, out of senses, out of knowledge, the road ending. It appears like the road ends, a sharp drop-off a cliff edge, but the road keeps going. After we die, we are still there, freed in some tremendous way, the pain, the limitations, of the nature of the death, but still there. We still have fingers, toes, we still have our shape, we still have our name, our self. We still have the shape of that which we made. And we are still tied, feeling the living threads of our attachments to the people, to the rooms, to the pathways that we trod, to the stories we were living. After we die, The biggest realization is we aren't dead. I still am. I still am here. I am still me. I can find myself. I can find my body. Though my body won't respond, it's there. And even when it's not there, I can find it. 
after we die is existing in a very living memory a living reality of what our memory holds even before we die we are living in a memory state we remember where our hands are we remember who we are and what our name is we remember where we are waking up and where we are living and who's in the room and what's happening it's all based on a grid of active living memory that we walk into every day and fill it out with our bones, our body, our voices, our actions. We cement it, implement it, live it. After we die, that is still there, the creation of our life, our self, we still exist in it, sometimes with unconsciousness and sometimes with the thousand stories, the thousands and thousands and thousands of individuals. How much did they know their story even before they died? How much depth of thought was there to what they were creating, what they were being. After we die, we still live on the road of life. We still walk it. We still search it out, try to understand what's happened how it's different. We are saying goodbye for a while. We are revisiting all the nooks and crannies and corners of the reality we existed in, held in our living memory. We re revisited it all go find all those people that we shared hearts with. We find our favorite places and we are there. And everywhere we go, touching in, revisiting all that we made, all that we were, over and over, for some, we realize it is separate from us. We don't have those hands, we only remember them. And we don't have that body, we only remember it. We don't have that voice or those words. We only remember them. We may think them again, but they can't be heard. There is either a swift or a slow dissolving and letting go, realizing that there is no 
real concrete evidence anymore. These memories are now free-floating. They can't be reinstated. We can't go back into that kitchen and relive the same pattern of making tea. Now when we go into that kitchen, we only remember. We may go through the motions, but there is no tea as a result. No mouth. No cup. And so in this first phase of the dying, this after we die, there is this fading, this letting go of the landscape of the life that we just lived. Lovingly, perhaps, hopefully. Highly attached. We detach by necessity, because patterns can only be laid down by being validated by repeated experience. And memory can only stay as an active state of orienting to our present. If it has the actual reality the actual voice, hug, touch, the laugh, the piano with the keys that can be played. After we die is like looking at that piano, placing our remembered hands on it, but it's not there. Living in the memory, knowing more and more, it's just a picture. It is just an experience that we hold. Revisiting the landscape until it, the orientation to this tremendous and distinct division is realized. And as we let go of that landscape and all its components, so we let go of that temporary human selfness that was made of it. I am the piano player. I am the one doing this every morning. I am the one who has that feeling every time I see that river. The identification with this human self, human foundationed self, begins to dissolve and fade. The landscape begins to blur. It begins to recede. Again, the thousand stories, does it recede swiftly with awareness? I am in a new existence now. I am in my ever-existing beingness. I am not fixed and held to that life anymore. And I am carrying forward with just all the 
that that life built within me. All the, the love, the gain, the learnings. A conscious person, conscious soul, can allow this dissolving landscape more easily. They can know what's going on, literally, and know that they are in a whole different paradigm of reality. They also know that that wasn't very far away, it's just over there. It's just further back on the road, the embodied experience that was back on the road behind and the roads carrying on. And it's not this disembodied, shapeless, nebulous existence, though it can feel that way in the dissolving. And as this one road goes on into more dissolving, it is more the, the differentiation of how long in each mile does it take each individual to get it, to realize what's happening? As the landscape of time and place and name and face and lifetime fades, dissolves, it settles into a storage of memory held in a place within the being, never forgotten, always sourced, always found in what it has built within them. It is part of their soul's landscape now. And the soul's landscape is a huge landscape built of so many lives, so many experiences, and so many memories. After we die, the road gets to be a wider road, wider and wider, leaving that narrow point fixed and held in a lifetime, in an egoic mind an amnesic mind for most, only knowing the lifetime they're in, many times only knowing the present stage very clearly. As the road widens, more is accessed, a deeper sense of identity and self, like a deeply familiar long-forgotten sense of self. And, oh yeah, I am this. Oh yes, this is what I really am. This feeling. The phase of I am not that smaller shape that I've just left. I'm not held to that. I'm free of that. I am this much bigger shape, a much greater 
shape of self as the road widens and the departing limitations of that material fixed reality dissolve. On this road, there is the judgments, we could call them. There are the experiences that sit like black knots or obstacles of what couldn't be revisited and let go of, what couldn't be dissolved and placed in the storage as a sweetness, as a gain, as a memory that adds to the well of one's wisdom, light, and love. There are those experiences that act like obstacles, dark knots, pains and traumas that were never resolved or moved past in the light. That when they are revisited, there is still resistance. There is the resistance to enter into, realize, and release. And so this sweet little message that we give our children, Grandma's gone to heaven isn't true. Heaven is the creation of every being at all times. Upon this earth, within this earthly form, beyond this earthly form, heaven is a place of choosing and shaping. Maybe grandma isn't in heaven. Maybe grandma is still carrying the dark knots of her pain and trauma and still isn't ready, still isn't able to dissolve them, find the power in them, the truth and the learning so they can settle back into a sweetness, a backdrop of the soul. And so on this road, after we die, we find some find. We can't dissolve, we can't revisit the landscape and let it sweetly sift back into just the heldness of memory, a layer of the soul's quality. But this obstacle sits like a big stone in the river. We can't do anything with. We aren't ready to. We don't and haven't found the heart, the consciousness, the courage to realize what's held in it and that we needn't be blocked by it anymore. Too much pain perhaps, too much anger, too much resentment, too much injustice, too much agony. Ah, dear human being, 
there's so much of that. So much to get held and pinned by on this ever-widening, ever-moving road. And so we come to a phase or a time after we die where that judgment sits, that sense of how far can we go? How free can we really become of the life we've just lived? How liberated can we really be? This turn, this forking of the road in a sense, one going forward into ever widening possibility, ever more learning into the true existence of being, and the other curling back towards needing to revisit the same landscapes, the same elements of life that were unable to dissolve and be resolved. Those very burning, living coals or unresolved nature begin to shape the path and begin to shape the path towards the next embodiment, the next series of relationships and dynamics upon this earth plane. The same interactions in slightly different ways and perhaps even improved possibilities always the soul is striving for freedom and resolution and expansion always the soul wants to be free and wants to be at peace and so the recreating of situations that give potential for breaking through there is no time clock on this road on this fork in the road there is no time here there is a thousand creations of this story five billion creations of this road how far one can sail forth on the straight white road ever widening into the sparkling light of full conscious being. How far can they go before it curls away, before the fork comes and the curling back into the landscape, the slowed landscape of re-entering into this material world where time bursts into existence hour by hour, day by day, the body moving from infancy bit by bit to old age. 
every creation we dream, taking time to understand it, shape it, choose it, guide it into manifestation. Every day, bringing the infant into childhood, into mind development, into puberty, into choosing, into awakening, into the capacious adult mind. Time bursts into existence as soon as we enter into the material world again, into the embodiment. After we die, is shaped by before we die. After we die, that road is set forth, potentiated, by the road before we die. And the further we go on that road into the expansion, into the sparkling light, the sparkling landscapes of that existence. Deeper and deeper into the familiar sense of presence, this is what I am. I am all of this. I am all of these beings and all of this sound, all of this energy. All of this complexity of consciousness or awareness, that's what I am. That's what we all are. And there are many checkpoints along the way for all these many thousands of beings. Checkpoints, pauses, stops. Sensing, knowing how free they really are in what they've created to keep moving forward. What limitations hold them into not becoming that full conscious being. And it is all these checkpoints and all these knots or obstacles, these patterns of unconsciousness, these beliefs laid down that don't go anywhere, that stop us from true beingness, that begin to shape at whatever point in the road it forks and curls back into moving into embodiment again. For the very, very limited conscious beings, that fork can come very soon. And for those of a very expanded awareness that have spent their, their life and their lives with that theme of being all they can be, 
moving their hearts, their minds, their actions, their life creations actively into the highest versions that they can. Those can have a very long road into this ever-expanding white, white path. They can have many experiences that are not what we would term human anymore. They are soul-living, living souls in universes or worlds of soul relationships. They're not named and felt as human mind, emotion, and body-based existences. They are soul-based existences. And there are relationships. There is song there. There is story there and living there. There is study there. This human realm is a precious jewel, a precious place. It is not a punishment. It is not a... It isn't to be judged as we enter in because of these obstacles, because of failures. We come into this sphere, this material earth sphere, to create and to live with our creation. A place where it can slow down in its molecular frequency enough that we can envision a cathedral and build it out of stone and live in it. We come into this earth sphere in our most ideal print, most ideal vision to create the endurable, sustainable, most perfect, most beautiful existence. To unfold the fullness of our genetic patterning that was laid down from the source, the source presence, the absolute, the unnameable mind of the universe, supreme beingness, descending into this form of existence, presence, the unmanifest moving into the manifest. This universe is the embodiment of that. Nothing excluded, nothing apart from that. In the oldest of forgotten languages, it's called the One. The One Energy, the One Substance, the One Source, the One Mind. moving from that singular stream out of the unmanifest of itself into the thousands and thousands and millions and billions of elements of creation. We host all of that 
in our brain, nervous system, in our genetic print. We are this ongoing road, this ongoing being of choice, life after life, death after death. 